Hello, friends, and welcome to the Wit Wednesday podcast. My name is Heath Queen from the Office of Career and Professional Development and the Compass Suite Success Center at Wittenberg University. I am so excited that you're tuning in today as we bring you another accomplished alumnus giving their own perspective on how you can demonstrate leadership early on in your career, whether that be an internship or a new full-time job after you graduate. We really believe that you can be a leader and demonstrate that in your new experience. If you haven't done so already, I'd invite you to take a moment and just subscribe to the Wit Wednesday podcast so you don't miss out when new episodes become available. Today on the pod, you're going to get to hear from my conversation with alumnus Swati Shivshankar. Swati is a 2013 graduate of Wittenberg University and studied economics and communication during her time on campus. Swati will talk on the podcast about how to make the most of your time at Wittenberg and how internships and on-campus experiences can really work to help set you up for success. During her own experience as a student, Swanti completed internships with the city of Springfield and even served as the multimedia intern for the university. These internships gave her the skills needed to land a position in the San Francisco Bay Area after graduation, working for a startup, the Runway Incubator, as an operations and community manager. After working there in the Bay Area for a period of time, in 2014, Swanti transitioned to Mumbai, where she took on the role as a planner for the accomplished and international ad agency Ogilvy. There, she worked her way up and currently remains with the agency as a senior strategist stationed in Singapore. On the podcast, Swati is going to talk about what life is like working for an advertising agency and how you can prepare for careers in that space. She will also share a bit about her own experience on what leadership means and her own take on what type of skills leadership really exhibits. So without any further delay, let's jump on over to my conversation with Swati and get things started. Swati, it's so great to, to have you on the Wit Wednesday podcast today. We're so excited that uh, we, we could um, have you on and get to talk with you today. Uh, thanks so much for giving of your time to, to join us and, and for being here. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy and excited to be here and do something for Wittenberg. I always love that. So thanks for having me. Oh, uh, well, we are so glad to have you. I want to, to, to kind of begin our conversation around our general topic for, for this entire season of the podcast. We've been talking about leading from the back and what does it mean to for a student or for an alum who's recently graduated from the university to really dive in and be a leader in their field when they might not necessarily be in a management position or a leadership position. Um, and what does leadership really mean? And so I want to kind of begin mm-hmm. by asking you that question. What, what really does leadership mean to you? Um, I love that question. It's a heavy one, though. Um, But I think leadership is really rolling up your sleeves and getting into it. Um, I don't see leadership as people who are dictating things to be done. They are people who Mm. kind of take ownership and they take accountability. And I think most importantly to me, um, the way that I have started looking up to people and I've started like recognize as this is the leader that I, I want to kind of become like are people who cheer other people on they're people who bring other people up and you know they these these are people who recognize other leaders in the room and kind of you know allow for everyone's voices to be heard that's the way that i've seen leadership around me and leaders treat me not just by telling me that this is the way to do it but allowing for me to find my own way giving me room to make my own mistakes 
calling you out for those mistakes, but not punishing you for those mistakes. So I think that's, that's a, the key to being a leader, recognizing your strengths, but also recognizing the strengths of people around you. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things we've been, you know, one of the assumptions we've been going off for this entire season surrounding the idea of leadership is that really it's not so much about a position, but a set of actions and perspectives that people take at any point in their career. Yeah. And this idea of that you mentioned of taking ownership and taking accountability, cheering others on, helping lift others up in the organization. I think those are really easy things for students, you know, whether they're on an internship or just starting out a new career. Those are all things that we can we, we can dive in from the start and and, and really demonstrate for those around us. I wondering, thinking about that perspective you just shared, have there been some tangible ways that that maybe you've seen employees demonstrate that kind of leadership early on in their careers at the either the organization organization you you work for now or in prior organizations that you've been at uh, in the past? Yeah, I think you know. So this is something that I'm I've seen myself personally respond to so i'm calling it out um you know like i said earlier i don't think leadership is just about commanding the room or being the loudest person or the most outspoken person um i always kind of remember at wit when i was part of um com leaders now i think it's called cable um we read a book called uh quiet the power of introverts in a world that Mm. can't stop talking and and the value of quiet leadership has really stuck with me. Some of the sharpest people in the room, um, irrespective of their designation, like you just said, or you know, or, or seniority, I believe are people who can listen really well. They're able to connect the different perspectives and read between the lines because they're listening and they're observing. You know, they are listening to solve problems. They're listening to dig deeper. They're not listening to respond. And for me, I think that is the biggest difference. You know, as an introvert myself um, and, you know, a few of my other colleagues were all introverts and something that we really struggled with early on in our careers was kind of speaking up in meetings because we didn't believe that we had earned the voice at the table yet. But Mm. having those initial years where we were hesitant to speak up, what we did become were we became good listeners. And that was also something that, you know, we learned from our mentors. Um, And again, the longer you listen, I feel like we just add more value in a meeting, you know, in in any situation, to be quite honest, even in a, a, a random conversation. Yeah. And I think also for students who maybe, you know, coming out of Wittenberg, maybe they're struggling with imposter syndrome or this idea of, mm-hmm. you know, co- building their own confidence. Maybe maybe they're they're really struggling with that. I think demonstrating this sense of good listening It's a great way for them to begin. They can listen and help learn, you know, about the organization and the field and just the culture that they're moving into, but also just to demonstrate that that they're really being reflective about what they're doing in their new work environment. And and it's helping, you know, it helps them kind of build that confidence, even when they're not ready to to jump in in a meeting or to, you know, provide input or whatever it might be. I think it's it's really helpful for them to just kind of display those listening skills from from day one, too. I think that's I appreciate that you mentioned that. I'm also wondering, you know, what are some skills or traits maybe that that, that you bring with you uh, from your time at Wittenberg that you maybe have developed on campus or in class or in, in comm leaders, uh, cables, what it's called today, uh, that have that have helped you really lead or stand out in in in, in your field. <laughs> oh man, so much, so much. <laughs> um, I think the cable program really helped me tons with 
building my confidence. Um, for me personally, you know, being away in a different country at a very young age, um, you know, what, I was 16, um, you know, in a very different country, different culture in a very small yeah. town was extremely hard. Um, and not to mention that in general, college is hard too. It's fun, but it's hard. And it really kind of takes a toll um, mentally. But obviously, I had the best professors and friends and support system. But really going through that cable program in my senior year really helped kind of chisel my confidence, my voice, it helped me kind of believe in my skills and ability. Like you just mentioned, you know, a lot of imposter syndrome. Um, didn't even know what it was at that time, but it was definitely a feeling that, you know, I resonate with. Of course, there's fundamental subject matter knowledge, but I think what Wittenberg really helped me with were the soft skills. So, the, you know, with Wittenberg has so much to do and being part of like all those different things, being part of student senate for almost three years in different capacities really pushed me to put myself out there. It also helps you meet kind of people outside your circle of friends or people who you would go to class with. Um, and that really kind of taught me the importance of, you know, ex just extending your network and really learning from everyone who kind of crossed your path. And yeah, I think, I think, you know, the, the that's probably the most important thing that Wittenberg has taught me, just involving yourself in many different things and just, you know, learning as you go. And I think that's a very, very crucial I guess knowledge to have or experience to have even as you start working because a lot of the times you are winging it and <laughs> that is the that is the <laughs> truth and that's that's totally okay you're learning on the job and and that's the best way to learn to be quite honest yeah and having that confidence to be okay with understanding that everyone is winging it at times and yeah. in moments we 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 succeed and in moments we learn at the same time uh, but you have to be able to, to to have the confidence to take that step and yeah. and dive into it in the first place I love that <laughs> for sure uh, well I want to I want to keep taking a look at your experience at Wittenberg you talk a lot about student Senate and cable and things you're involved in on campus but I think you also had some great uh, internship and uh, other experiences during your time there, you know, serving as an intern for the city of Springfield, a uh, multimedia intern for the university, and even uh, worked with uh, Wittenberg in recruiting international students. And I'm wondering if you can just you know, talk about the importance of those experiences uh, and how maybe they prepared or set you up to, to kind of land that first job that you had uh, in San Francisco at the, at the runway incubator. Yeah, I think this is a great segue, actually, because I landed my first job because of the Wittenberg Network. Um, and a senior of mine helped me uh, kind of secure that job, get that, help me get that interview, um, you know, and I interviewed and I moved. I was in um, the East Coast at the time and then I moved to San Francisco. So I think that importance of, you know, knowing people um, and like, having your network and knowing the right people to kind of contact and, you know, ask for help. For me, I also had kind of like a visa clock ticking. So the network mm. was, um, you know, even more important. Um, I think for me, for all these internships that I did, what it did was put me out of my comfort zone every single time while I was applying for internships. My focus was on doing as many different things as possible. Um, it was to experience as many different skills as possible. 
you know, when you're a senior, it really feels like you have no time and you need an answer right now. Um, <laughs> and in hindsight, there is so much time. We feel so tied down by time and try to arrive at the right answer as fast as possible. But I really, really believe that, you know, university and internships is for you to learn as many different things as possible, meet as many different types of people and learn from all of them. And I'll tell you why, because as much as these internships will point you towards what you may want to do, what you may like, it will also show you what you don't want to do. Um, and that is so mm -hmm. important as well, because it really closes that gap between expectation and reality. So it was yeah. a very important lesson as well early on, you know, of course, learning from a lot of different people, but also learning about myself um, and really recognizing, starting to recognizing what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses um, and playing to those. Yeah, and yeah, students, it's always amazing to me. Students sometimes treat internships or they think of internships as a requirement. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that they teach you what you also don't want to do. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity, you know, in, in the summertime or junior, senior year for, for students to really take on an internship or two to help them kind of learn about what their preferred workplace is like, what their preferred kind of roles might be. And yeah. I think that uh, it gives you a little bit of a head start if you can start doing some of that prior to graduation. Um, and and it, it's not a requirement, but it's a helpful experience for yourself to experiment and to try different things in a way that may not be so easy to do once you actually uh, have some some commitments to take care of after graduation. Um, and so I, I so appreciate that, yeah, that exactly. you mentioned, yeah, that you called that out. Uh, you mentioned networking as well that helped you uh, land your first role at the Runway Incubator. And I'm just wondering, how did it feel to, to you know, as a, as a student in college to, to begin networking? Was it daunting to you? Did it feel a little stressful? Was it, uh, how did you approach that? Uh, I know that's kind of a curveball question, but um, I, I'm just curious. No, absolutely. Um, it was all of those things you mentioned. It was very stressful. Um, you know, as, <laughs> as a student right out of college, you feel like you're at the mercy of the world and you just feel like you need to take the first thing that comes your way. But I think what networking allowed me to do was exactly that, just, you know, have, have a conversation with people. Um, when it goes, goes to the actual emotions, I think you have to kind of get over that feeling of I'm asking for help, like I'm begging for help. Like you really have to mm. overcome that emotion of feeling maybe embarrassed or guilty um, or, you know, just, just shy maybe of asking for help. But I think, I think what would help is to think of it as um, having conversations, trying to find out more about, the role that people are in. And I'll tell you what, like people love to talk about themselves and what they do, like I'm doing right now, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but that, and, and if you approach it that way and you, if you approach people trying to understand what it is that they do, they're also more inclined to talk to you. Um, and then you can kind of step into what you need out of them. So that might be a good way to approach rather than just, you know, reaching out and saying, Hey, I'm looking for a job, but Hey, I'm looking to understand what you do might be a good starting point. I have to say, I'm so thankful people love talking about what they do because this podcast <laughs> would be nothing without it. <laughs> and so I, I appreciate that. I think, um, yeah, you know, it, it seems daunting, but at the same time, you know, I often say, 
when you talk, when you ask people about, you know, to learn more about them, they're willing to share. And the Mm -hmm. worst that they could say is no. And I think that once you realize that, um, I think it becomes much less daunting to, uh, to send off an email or to to shoot a text over to someone and and just ask for a moment, a a moment of their time to to chat about them uh, and and to learn more. So that's great. Yeah. This episode of the Wit Wednesday Pod is brought to you by Wittenberg University People Grove. The Office of Career Engagement and Professional Development is constantly working to help connect students to top employers and fulfilling careers by making networking easy. That's why we are working hard to bring our students access to People Grove, a new digital networking tool where students can connect with thousands of alumni and working professionals. With People Grove, students will have the ability to freely network with alumni and employers that align with their professional interests. Students can also use the platform to find and communicate with mentors that will follow them along their career journey. Stay tuned as more information about the rollout of People Grove will be available soon from the Office of Career Engagement and Professional Development. You're working uh, at the Runway Incubator. Uh, you made a transition to, to join the, the PR and branding agency, Ogilvy. And I'm wondering if you can just describe what led to that transition um, and what were some of the challenges that you faced, you know, moving from a startup environment to agency life? Because I'm sure um, both of those cultures were probably, uh, you know, those, those organizational cultures were probably different uh, and required some, some shifting in your own uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I made the transition because I was also moving back to India. I was moving back home after a long, long time. So um, it was it was a very emotional and a stressful kind of transition for me. Mm-hmm. Um, how the transition happened from runway to Ogilvy was when I was moving to India, it was also around the time I think that Dove had launched Real Beauty Sketches, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a piece of content ad, whatever you want to call it. It really struck a chord with me personally. I hadn't had that experience with ads before that, honestly. So when I did move back home, I saw that Ogilvy handled the advertising account for Dove. And I tried to kind of, you know, again, leverage my network and see how I could get an interview um, with the team that handled uh, Dove. And I landed a job there. I wanted to be able to kind of, you know, really create work, ads, content, communication that made people stop and think for a second that kind of sparked conversation. And in the ecosystem mm. today with, you know, social media and everything, it um, that that conversation becomes so much more, you know, just important. Um in terms of challenges, it was obvious because startup being super small, we were running things by ourselves. We were a super small team. Um, you know, we created our own processes. We created our own rules. We were our own boss. <laughs> um, and so there was a lot of freedom um, there, but it also meant that you didn't have a template to follow. So mm. the, the the issues over there were really about figuring out how we want to tackle a problem because there isn't a set template to answer that question, answer that challenge. So that was that was a big learning over there versus joining an agency and joining Ogilvy, not to mention it's a huge global agency which had you know structure and processes, many, many bosses to answer um, and just a different way of working, frankly. Um, but I think I was early 
enough in my career where I was really excited to learn. So I, in the grand scheme of things, they didn't feel like challenges, I want to say. They just felt different. And I think embracing it as, you know, different and embracing it as I get to learn from new people rather than, oh, this is not how it should be done. Um, it just kind of helped me adapt a lot faster and assimilate into the advertising culture. So, yeah, I mean, they're very, very different. Not only were they, you know, very different worlds, but they were also for me, you know, moving countries. So there were bigger, I guess, issues and, you know, culture readjustment that I was doing, um, which seemed more daunting at the time rather than just shifting industries. Hmm. As I see some of your experience at Ogilvy, I, you know, it's obvious to me that you've put in a lot of hard work at the, at the agency and, 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 ha- and have had a lot of career success there. I think you've been with the firm for um, over uh, almost eight years now in three different roles. Uh, I, Wittenberg did uh, an article uh, a few years ago when you were also named uh, to the Impact Magazine's <laughs> 30 Under 30 uh, list. And, and so you, you've enjoyed some career success, a lot of career success at Ogilvy. And I'm just wondering, uh, you know, after that transition uh, all the way up to where you're at now, I wonder if you can just describe some of the, the career lessons that, that, that you've learned or carried with you along the way that you think have really been instrumental to, to, to kind of your, your flourishing time uh, there with the agency? Yeah, um, <laughs> I've really, really learned a lot. <laughs> um, and it could be kind of like a never ending list, but yeah. I will narrow it down to kind of two big things and they may sound um, very contradictory. So uh, let me just explain myself, right? I think in the first year, first five years, I said yes a lot to any project, any work, any hours, any team. And it was hectic, I'm not going to lie, but mm-hmm. it helped me learn so much. My main focus was really absorbing knowledge, knowledge, like trying to learn different skills, trying to understand different point of views from everywhere. So saying yes to learning and even saying yes to doing things I didn't know or wasn't entirely confident of really put me in the light because I think it helped people look at me as someone who was always eager to help or eager to find an answer. They started seeing Mm -hmm. me as resourceful. Um, And that was a super fun experience. Uh, But also it comes at a cost of, you know, uh, just a little bit of burnout. (laughs) But it was just how I how I learn is just by immersing myself into it. Um, So first five years said yes a lot, but in the last two to three years, I've learned to say no. Um, And saying no is not a bad thing. It's about, you know, the most constructive thing you can do. Um, It's made me a better strategist because I'm aware of where my skills lay and I'm able to give my work the time and energy and the rigor that it really deserves. Saying no also means being aware of where you may not be the right person for the project. And it's recognizing someone else's strength, which is extremely crucial too, because at the end of the day, your goal is to try to do the best job you can for your team, for your company, for the brand that you're handling. Um, So, you know, it's so important to say no, not just from, you know, Uh, not just from the perspective of your skills, but in the larger scheme of things, saying no for you for a better mental health and setting boundaries. That's, Mm. that's really important too. So I think Mm. I would say these are the two big things um, that I've learned saying yes and saying no, but saying yes at the right time and saying no at the right time. Yeah. I think timing is important for that as I, you know, I I never really heard, heard it um, said like that, but you know, I think I could go out today and find someone, you know, find 10 people who would say, 
career advice, say yes to all the projects you get a, you, you get asked to do. And I could probably find the same amount of people that would say, manage your time well, say no when you mm-hmm. need to, take care of yourself. And 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 really, I, I love the idea of that both are, are really important, but at different moments uh, in a career yeah. and at different moments uh, in your time with an organization. Maybe you do want to step off on a good foot and learn and dive into as many things as you can when you first get started. But then as you start learning and getting uh, immersed in your field, maybe stepping back and saying, you know, I need to devote time and, and mm. energy and, and intentionality to, to certain things um, that I know I'm able to, to really do great work for. Um, and so I love, I, lo- I love that you kind of put it in that perspective because both are, I think, important for students to recognize as, as they're going into to, to a new role, both saying no and focusing yeah. and also immersing yourself in, in, in learning. Uh, you know, today you're working as a senior strategist uh, from Singapore for Ogilvy, and I'm just wondering if you can describe uh, for students who are listening, you know, what agency work culture is like and what your day-to-day life is like uh, in your current role. Yeah, so the day-to-day work in my current role is very simply put, helping brands and my clients to strategically see where their opportunities lie. So for example, um, you know, let's take a beauty brand, for example, let's take Dove, because that's where I started my career with, but I would help them understand what their competitors are seeing or what their consumers want, what are their consumers looking for, um, you know, what, what their own strengths are. I help help them identify the white space for the brands. I help them kind of speak to their consumers. I speak to the stakeholders in the company to understand the ins and outs of the brand and arrive at that white space or idea. And then on the agency side, I help work with the creative team, the copywriters and the art directors to really convert that white space into a content, into ad, into influencer engagement. So what I really do is kind of help my brands find their voice and find find the best way to use that voice to connect with their with their consumers it's you know it's finding the best persuasive storytelling angle for my brands because at the end of the day we're selling a service we're selling a product um so yeah so that's what i do in my day-to-day life hmm. and, and- and I, from what I've heard and from, from what I've experienced working with students and uh, in, in, in exploring careers and, and potential opportunities after graduation, I think recruiting at an agency uh, like Ogilvy or others that are large PR advertising uh, branding firms can mm-hmm. be pretty competitive and, and can be pretty you know, difficult from, from, from the start. And so I'm wondering for, for those students who might be listening to this who are interested in uh, whether it be PR, branding, advertising, agency work, whatever, whatever it might be. What are, what are some simple things that, that you think they might be able to do today right now while they're, you know, still in school to, that can kind of help set them up for that kind of career path or make them more, uh, maybe, a, uh, attractive as candidates for, for a company like mm-hmm. yours? I would just say that, you know, advertising, like I just said, is, is all about telling the most convincing story. Today, there are so many different ways to tell a story. It can be a three-hour-long documentary on Netflix, or it can be mm. a five-second you know, TikTok video. Um, and the line between content and ads are really blurring. So it becomes even more critical um, to find the most convincing way to tell a story. So I would urge anyone who wants to get into branding and advertising to just be open. Oh, to be curious always, one, I would follow all your favorite brands on Instagram, TikTok, wherever they are, 
see what they're saying, how they're saying it, look up iconic ads or even actually forget iconic ads. Look at ads that you've remembered, break it down and think about why do they stand out to you? What could the story have been? Um, think of a PR stunt. Why did it get your attention? Um, and I mm. think, you know, it's all these sim- small things that will just kind of start planting that seed of, you know, trying to identify how different people, different brands, different influencers, um, you know, tell a story. I think lastly, um, you know, I know you asked for simple things that people can do now, but I think this might not be simple, but I think it's critical um, is to cultivate a love for advertising. And that doesn't mean, you know, knowing every out there, but like I said, to develop a love for storytelling, um, really study, study the greats. And I think for me, what helped was reading. I read a lot, read everything you can. Um, and it just kind of helps you set your brain into that mode of what is the most persuasive angle? What is the most um, persuasive story that I can tell? And actually, it's, it's such a fun exercise. You can be walking down the road and, you know, pick up, pick up any object and like make up a story in your head. It's such a, such a simple thing that you don't need any effort for. You're just walking by, you go for a walk, something, um, and make up a story in your head. And that just kind of gives you an idea of what an everyday life at (laughs) an agency is. We, we just find the best, best possible story to tell. Hmm. It reminds me, I I was working with a student one time who was applying for internships at a a ad agency in in Chicago. And Mm -hmm. Uh, they came to me kind of concerned because one of the the application questions said in your cover letter, tell us a story about macaroni and cheese. And that <laughs> um, just I think it falls right into that same uh, line that you're talking about, about telling creative and convincing stories, being curious and, yeah. and, and making that really a part of of who you are as you're approaching uh, that field. I, I remember just thinking with that student, um, you know, how to how to kind of approach that application question. And, uh, you know, I think it really says a lot about, you know, the field and the, and the integrity they're trying to create for for those who are working uh, for their clients and, and really trying to tell their story, too. So that's great. Uh, yeah. Uh, Swati, I think uh, we've come to the end of our time for today, and I really, you know, appreciate uh, you being willing to spend some time chatting with me about your work and leadership and 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 just what it means to to kind of start your career off well and i'm just wondering is there anything else that you'd like to to share with the students uh today before we sign off uh no no heavy advice it's just as long as you're enjoying you're enjoying the journey you're on the right path that's all i would like to Mm. say because i think in the moment you get so caught up with like i said you know trying to find the right answer or Mm. you know trying to get to the right position fast but i would just say enjoy enjoy the process Yeah. Well, thank you so much for for spending some time and and chatting with me today. I uh, I know you had to you had to get up earlier probably this morning for for to to do oh, this no, interview. No but, <laughs> but I so I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate it, and uh, thanks so much for 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 doing this. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. Well, everyone, uh, tune back in again next week on the Wit Wednesday pod for another episode uh, of another great and accomplished alumnus talking about leadership and how to start off your career well. Until then, take care and tiger up.